They're shooting at us, Trevor. They're shooting at us. Murder, murder. Oh man, this cargo, it must be, it must be amazing cargo for them to try to kill us over this stuff. It is amazing cargo. Pull up, pull up. Oh man, fire back, fire back. Cartwheel, we're doing a cartwheel, hold on. It's a cartwheel. Cartwheel to play, no. Protect the cargo. Oh man, this is cargo's precious. See that little hole over there that this plane can barely fit through? Turn her sideways. We're going through. Let's do it. Uh, oh man, they blew up behind us. They they didn't make it through the small hole. The cargo is oh. saved. Oh my gosh, man, this must be some amazing cargo we got back there. Oh man, it is. Oh man. They're trying to kill us. It's worth killing over. You, you know what it is, don't you? No, I never even got to look. What, is, what are they after? <laughs> it's a brand new episode of Retro Bliss. What? Yeah. Wait, you're telling me we almost got killed, exploded in the sky over a podcast? I knew you would think it was worth it. Now, which podcast was this again? Retro Bliss! <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Retro Blist. I love it when I put Trevor on the spot. He doesn't know what to do. That was an especially ridiculous opening. <laughs> yeah, which we're known for. People love us for that. We're also your number one weekly retro video gaming blah, 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 blah. That's recorded in this location. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. how we could say that. Yeah. you can't dispute it. You literally have to come into this house <laughs> yeah. and set up your own podcast. Yeah. That's a weekly retro gaming podcast. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you want you know. to... Be my guest. Probably not going to stop you, but you know. (laughs) But it's a lot of work. Yeah. Now, Trevor, in this beautiful special episode, we're not covering one game. No. We're covering two games. Two games. But they're related, very much so. Right. Now, before we're getting to it, let's, of course, get all the stuff out of the (laughs) way. That's not at all fun, but we'll go ahead and do it. Follow me on Instagram at Jottyism28. I put my art and my jokes and stuff. Also, uh, our Facebook page is Retro Blist and Trevor. Tell them where they can follow us on Instagram. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at Retro Blist. You can follow us on Twitter at Retro Blist. You can follow us on Facebook at Retro Blist. Heck, you can just follow us. Yeah. And hey, you can leave us an iTunes review, uh, you know, under Retro Blist. Just make it five stars. You can say right. all the terrible things you want about us. Right. And uh, those are five stars. We don't care. And, of course, you can find us on the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. And here's the web address, which I have in front of me right now. It's bicbp-radio.com. That's the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Radio. And you can go there and you'll find a bunch of different podcasts, including this one. You'll find right. a, there's like one, if you like comic books and stuff, there's one there for you. If you, I don't know, do you like creepy history? There's a history of creeps that I may have something to do with. That podcast is terrible. It's horrible. You know why? It's because there's one guy on there who's always making jokes. And he's, it's and it's annoying. He's not even funny. I know. He's terrible. He's really yeah. dumb. He's the dumbest man of all dumb men. I listen to every episode just to make fun of him. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's what I would do. Yeah. I think it's all the, the, the good stuff out of the way. I don't think we have anything else we need to plug before we jump in. Nah, I'm tired of plugging. 
<laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. All right, now, Trevor, tell the kiddos, the ones who are clamoring for a new episode of Retro Bliss, what beautiful, amazing uh, games we're playing today. Right, well, like you said, from time to time, we're going to cover more than one game on an episode. A, if it makes sense, B, if they're related, or C, if we feel like it. Yeah. And this falls under... It's our show. You know, if you're going to sit there and complain about what we do on our show, and you know what? Okay. You can. You can, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, this falls under A, B, and C, because they're related, and we felt like it. Um, That's Tailspin, based on the Disney's cartoon, of course. Tailspin. Oh, yo. Tailspin. Oh, yo. Tailspin. That's, that's all, all we can get. That's right? all. I, that's yeah. all I remember. I know it said some other stuff, didn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't either. But yeah, Tailspin for the Nintendo Entertainment System by the famous Capcom. No, you're right. And then also from 1991, and then for the Sega Genesis, Tailspin, and this one was actually uh, published and developed by Sega. Okay. Now before we jump into the games, of course they were based on the show Tailspin that right. was done by Disney. That came on all the time. It came on your Disney afternoons, which is when I remember it. You know, it'd be on the same block. You would watch. Uh, I'd come home from school and I'd watch Ducktales, Chippendale, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. Right. Four amazing shows. And I think we talked about before we recorded that. I thought I didn't really remember a whole lot about Tailspin. I, I remember Chippendale so vividly. Yeah. The others I struggle with, but you know, come to find out, I remember more than I thought. Now since. You know, we're dedicated to our listeners. Dedicated. I mean, that's, I cannot stress that enough, how dedicated we are to all you fine folks out there who give us a listen. Mm-hmm. And for pure review-wise, for the purity of our review, we watched an episode. We just picked a random one right. of Tailspin. Tailspin. And not only was it random, but it was part two in a four-part episode. So... <laughs> But luckily, we watched the, the catch-up. They had a guy right. at the very beginning tell you what all had happened in the episode yeah, before. It's, it's a 1990 cartoon. There wasn't a whole lot to catch up on. It was on. the second episode of the pilot. So it followed right. directly after the pilot episode. Oh, I didn't realize it was the second episode. Okay. Yeah, the very number two, according to whatever we were watching. It said it was the second one. So yeah. we'll go by that. So yeah, we just wanted to watch an episode of it. And I'm really glad we did because there's things I totally wouldn't have remembered that the games talked about. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm glad we did. The characters, it all came flooding back to me. Of all the, the four cartoons I mentioned earlier, I remember loving them all, but Tailspin was the one that I remember the least about. Yeah. But this, as soon as you put this on, it brings back all these memories. Right, yeah, you have, uh, of course, Sheer Khan as the villain. Yeah, and the guy did his voice, I should have looked him up, was perfect. That yeah. voice actor was incredible. Yeah, for a 1990 Disney cartoon, the was, voice actor was creepy. Yeah, he was scary as all get out, and he Very fit the character. monotone voice that a I cannot dog, replicate. A dog like this. Mom always said, Tailspin's pretty good. Did, now, mom, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Did your mom really say that? No, not really. Did your mom even say it about our show? No, not really. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> the Tailspin cartoon, we watched an episode, and... Overall, what's first, your overall feelings of the, sh- of the show? First impression, episode? you know, I kind of missed... 1990s artwork because it's so much better. Well, I think there maybe was a dip in quality at some point in the 90s, but there this was. particular cartoon, the artwork was way better than what we get today overall. I think we could just say it held, it held itself up pretty well. Yeah, it did. It's it's uh, the artwork was nice. The I mean, it was kind of corny, but oh yeah, I mean, any of those shows are going to have a little bit of, right. of corny. That's know? okay. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I mean, if I had unlimited time on my hands, you know, 
well, I'd probably do a lot of things, but I'll, <laughs> I would watch some of this show if I had unlimited time on my yeah. hands. It, it also made me want to watch more of that. I wanted to watch more of the other ones. Yeah. That's why I can't wait to cover, when we cover some of these other games, like Chippendale and stuff. Oh, yeah. And go back and watch those. my jam. Yeah. I hope Chippendale isn't a terrible cartoon going back and watching it now. I know. Well, I've had terrible memories. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's always a danger in going back and watching shows from your childhood. Yeah. I'm a huge, and I'm still to this day a giant Ninja Turtle fanatic. I love the Ninja Turtles, but that original cartoon does not hold up very well. So sad. We had Tailspin. I, th- I think it does hold up. Like we said, we watch it now, and I think the reason I probably did enjoy it so much, you know, as a boy in 1990, 1991, you know, whenever. Yeah, that's when the show was that was the 90. It's because they kind of got away with stuff they don't do now. Like, there were gunfights, dogfights oh, in yeah. the planes, and the planes get shot up. Actual bullets. With, you know, with actual bullets. They're yeah. not lasers or, you know. So that was that was fun. Plus, you know, the main characters don't wear pants. <laughs> yeah, that's so. good. No, we've noticed the boys don't wear pants. Right. The girls wear pants. Right. None of the boy characters yeah. wear pants, including <laughs> Baloo. <laughs> By the way, this is Baloo from Jungle Book and yes. Shere Khan from Jungle Book. From Jungle Book. And Louie from Jungle Book. And Louie the monkey. Jungle- oh, yeah, the monkey. Yeah. Yep, from Jungle Book. He was kind of, not evil, but he was kind of a bad guy in the movie, wasn't he? Yeah, he kind of was, yeah. Or the book, I guess. Originally. Of course, you know, there's a, a movie that just recently came out that I highly recommend as well. It's very good. Yeah. But it's a live action thing. The new Disney's Jungle Book. is very uh, good. It's actually a really good movie. And honestly, this is my quick review of that. I watched that on the same day. I watched that newer Ninja Turtle movie that just came out. <laughs> and, man... The Ninja Turtle movie was enjoyable to a point, but like it was nothing, nowhere near as good as Jungle Book. It right. wasn't even close as uh, in the same category as good. I'm not even remotely a Disney <laughs> fanboy, but yeah, you should check out the new Jungle Book movie with Bill Murray and everybody else. Yeah, there's a bunch of great, it's a bunch of great yeah. acting and voice actors and stuff. Yeah. All right, anyway, so we like the cartoon. The cartoon still holds up. Yeah, we loved it. We watched that to get us in the mood for uh, our tailspin extravaganza. Right. So the first game we played was. Well, the first one we played was the Nintendo Entertainment System uh, Capcom game from 1991. Now, which, let, now, before you get into that, let's, I did ask on the Facebooks and Instagrams and uh-huh. all the social medias, uh, if you had any uh, stories or comments about Tailspin, you know, uh, we live in an era now, especially people our age, where we look back on stuff and a lot of retro stuff. I mean, that's how our show came about. Yeah. And, you know, so maybe some people remembered this. So I got a couple comments and stuff about uh, about Tailspin because I'd asked about it. So give me one second to pull this up. Here we go. All right, Luke Donatelli. He's got a great last name. Yeah, <laughs> just makes me think Ninja Turtles. <laughs> he said Don Carnage, which is the main pirate uh-huh. villain, Carnage. is the most. He goes is the most underrated Disney villain. And you know what? I can see that a hundred percent. He's pretty cool with his aviator jacket and everything. Yeah, he looks cool. He's like a, a he looks like a, he's like a fox dog kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's just really cool. The voice, the voice <laughs> kind of fits it in a weird way. Yeah. I would put him up or with Shere Khan. I think Shere Khan's also another underrated Disney villain. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's the not to get off track. That's the best thing about this cartoon is the setting. You know, with the the biplanes and the is it like a World War One setting. It's sort of, yeah, it has its own feel to it. it definitely yeah. has its own sort of universe. I, I, I really like that about it. And then Bobby Capo Bianchiaco uh, said, I just wonder how a bear got accepted into flight school. That's a very good question. Especially mm-hmm. when it doesn't wear pants. Maybe it's because he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> you think that's why he got in? Yeah, we'll continue. <laughs> you have any more? Uh, that was it. Actually, I did have a comment that's not related to uh, Tailspin, but that's a good time to go and put it in. Yeah, do it. Uh, in, um, what's the word? Response. 
in response <laughs> in response to last week's episode of professional the, podcast of this professional podcast um about our bubble bobble episode yep uh, on Instagram which you need to go to Instagram and you know interact with us but untitled omnibus we need people to interact with us yes untitled omnibus on Instagram he commented uh that bubble bobble was his favorite game and in fact he actually got a tattoo and it's really cool actually he and showed yeah, it to me he sent it asked I asked him you know don't, yeah, don't think he's the weird one we're the weird ones yeah, we, we have, asked we asked him if he could send us this tattoo and uh, it's really cool we're so, going to share that too I so, think aren't we yeah we're going to post that I mean yeah. the bubble bobble was last week but yeah we're going to post that it's an awesome tattoo we got permission we're not just yeah. weird I mean we're weird but yeah it's different so <coughs> pretend I didn't call it there so yeah the so I guess that's all the uh, extra stuff. So let's d- dive right into right, the so NES version. NES version of Tailspin. Okay. And first off, these games really aren't related at all, except for the fact they're both Tailspin. Because the NES game is, you know, everywhere online it says it's a side-scroller. I, I disagree. It's, it's a flat-out shooter. It's a, if you've ever played, um, it's a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah. Um, now my mind's blanking. I'm thinking of all these modern examples. Uh, R-Top is a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's That's like that, you know. <clears throat> you're you're flying. You're the, in the first one. What you're doing? You're blue, and you're yep. flying his his plane was always awesome. Right. I love hey, this plane. Yeah. And you're flying his plane, and you're shooting things, and you're trying to collect cargo. Is, right. Is the gist of it. Yeah. So yeah, basically, it's very classic shooter going through levels, shooting down the pirates. Collecting cargo, which is important. We'll get into that. Just trying to make the end of the level and beat the boss. Um, very straightforward, but what's the standout feature? The standout feature to me, besides its difficulty, is... Well, that's, by the way, that's what I was getting at, the difficulty. Okay. Well, well yeah, the other standout feature. <laughs> the, the, main, the one that really popped out to me was the actual gameplay. It's not... How you explain it is very true, but also what makes this one stand out to me is that... Your plane was very responsive, and you, and you could flip it around, uh-huh. shoot different directions, and and you can go backwards a little bit sometimes. You can. It's that's really unique. If you press the B button, you fire. If you press the A button, you, you fl- actually flip upside down. Yeah, which comes can, in handy, right? Because you can actually go backwards in the level. That I don't. I don't know of any other NES like shooter game that did that. Um, there's not many. Period that do that. Yeah, you can fly upside down and shoot the other direction. And you really need to sometimes. Sometimes you fly past an enemy just so yeah. you can flip around and shoot them down. Yeah. It's actually a really cool mechanic. Yeah, I thought overall that was really impressive to me. But but the main thing you said was the difficulty level, which was these Disney games, which I, I don't know why I love them so much, they're just pure punishment. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, a Disney Capcom game, is no exception. It's crazy difficult. I feel like... like off the bat, like initially, this is one of the most difficult. And now I don't know if it necessarily overall is one of the most difficult, but it just starts out hard right off. Yeah. Now, I'm going to compare it to another Disney game we did recently called Beauty and the Beast. Oh, which wasn't by Capcom, by the way. Right. But what I'm saying is that game was hard too. Yes. But that game was hard and I felt it was the game just doing that to cheapen it up. Yes. This game, Tailspin, while it was really hard... It was good enough for me to want to keep playing it. Right. And that's the that's the important thing here. The Beauty and the Beast game was horrible. Yes. Because it was hard to be cheap. This game is just it's hard. You gotta learn the enemy patterns. You caught way more bullets on the screen than you can usually handle. 
it really is a cool game because it's a shooter mixed with it does feel a little bit like a platformer the way you can you know flip over and go back and yeah. forth and one of the reasons it's so hard how many bullets can you have on screen at one time from your oh plane? man it's really slow uh starting out it's like this like i'm going to shoot once pew, pew. it's almost like right. that like is you, that much of a difference in between you can't just go pew pew pew, pew. no uh, this is i'm really good at this you are really good at that <laughs> one bullet that's the answer yeah. You can have exactly one bullet uh, on screen at a time until we oh, pick you, up. Oh, you, uh, you didn't want my sound effect answer? Well, yeah, that's what I was going for. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's that's tough because the way it works is if you have an enemy coming at you and you shoot it, then you can immediately fire again. Now, now Trevor, that's just fine, though, because I'm sure these enemies are just going to come at you one at a time. Oh, yeah. easy for you no, to No, like three right? or four at a time. Oh, okay. Then so <laughs> if you miss the first enemy, you can't shoot again until that bullet is off screen. Yeah. So you actually have to be accurate, which... Is punishing, but also really cool. Yeah. I, I really It has a lot of strategy to it, for sure. You can't just go out just firing bullets. It's just, yeah. it's not going to work out for you. I really think some people, maybe, some of the reviews I read, they really overlooked how neat that is. That it's not your normal space shooter where you're just shooting all you want to. You have to have a little bit of aim, or otherwise you're going to get killed. And luck. A lot of luck. And some well. luck. And lots of practice, basically. So, but. like I said before, the gist of the game is you're trying to collect cargo, right? Right. And some of this cargo will have fruits and stuff in it. Uh-huh. And they'll give you points and such. And uh, also you get hearts, but that's what keeps your level, your right. uh, your health up. But the part I thought was really cool was there's a, little hit, there's a lot of hidden things in this game. Yeah. And there's little hidden levels. If you find them, then you, it's like a little mini game pops up. And you get to be Kit, which is a little kid bear. Yeah. Flying behind Blue. And he kind of drops them out. And you go collecting all kinds of stuff to get one-ups. Yeah, the... I guess that's the only time you get to play as Kit is when you do these bonus levels. Yeah, it really reminded me of, like, you remember the first Mario game where you get on the vine and climb up? Yeah. And you just jump on the cloud? And yeah. It, it really gave me that vibe. And it really does feel like a, like one of the original Mario games and that the secrets are really well hidden. Yes. You almost just have to play it a lot to find these secrets. Yeah, the only reason we found the second one is because I just happened to be watching a YouTube video that showed yeah. it. So. This game was so hard that so we could get to the next level, Johnny was actually looking on YouTube for hints for me. Because yeah. there are no cheat codes. There's no easy difficulty. It is what it is. Yeah, it's just there. You either get through it or you don't. <laughs> and we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get through it. But uh, I did write down all the items you can get. You mentioned the items. Yes. Basically, another cool thing about this game is you want to pick up items because it's not just points. It's money that you get to spend for upgrades. And you want to upgrade that plane. You have to to have a chance. Yeah. So you've got fruit, basically. Cherry is 100 bucks. Grapes, 200 Bananas, 500 Strawberries are a thousand bucks, as they should be. As they should be, and also there's crates. They call them loads. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what's in the load, but they're all. I think you can guess. <laughs> Eating all that fruit, you know. It's yeah, I mean, so basically, you got a porta potty, and that's also a thousand bucks. But then, what you really want to be sure to pick up is the money bags because they're yes. three thousand bucks. Yeah, they're, obviously, you know, it makes sense that they're worth the most, right? And uh, and I did not do this, by the way. But they call it a perfect score bonus. It's a $100,000 bonus, which is huge, if you get all the crates, the loads, plus all the money bags Wow! in a level. Yeah, that never happened for us. And you have to enter the bonus level. So that's... Wow. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, if you're able to do all that, you deserve something. Right. It's, <laughs> I, I love that, though, because how many games do you know where, like, eh, score doesn't really matter? But this game, is like, I really want to collect this stuff because I need upgrades. Yeah, if you want to keep going, you definitely have to. And uh, speaking of upgrades... Um, they were four, I believe, and uh, we managed to have enough money to buy exactly one. 
I thought you got two. Oh, well, I bought an extra continue. Yeah. So I think we finished the first level with 200 and something thousand. Yeah. Which sounds like a lot, but the rapid shot took up a lot of money. Yes. But you need to buy the rapid shot. It lets you fire two bullets. <laughs> if you didn't have the ra- the rapid shot for the next level, you no. it would have been ridiculous. Because you can have two bullets on screen with the rapid shot, which makes a huge difference. <laughs> Then there's an engine power upgrade, which lets you move faster, which would be really nice. That's the cool thing. You really want these upgrades. Like, man, I wish I could go faster, but yep. I don't have the money. Uh, you got the super rapid shot, which I don't know. I'm guessing you can fire three or four bullets with that. Um, then you got armor that makes you stronger. And then you can buy extra continues. Um, so yeah, we bought the rapid shot and extra continue to, to face the second level. Now, Trevor, something that we brought up when we were playing this is, these games were based on kids' shows. Right. And obviously that means the games themselves were aimed toward kids, wouldn't you think? Right. How is a a 9 and 10-year-old going to play this game? You know, I, yeah, I mean, I really feel like, I don't know, I'd like to know what was in the heads of, of <laughs> you know, especially Capcom with their Disney games. Yeah, because all their Disney games have, or I've liked them all, by the way, but they have, they're all, none of them are easy. At and all. you know, yeah, we play them now as adults, sure. But at the time, these were based on cartoon properties. I highly doubt there were that many adults playing them when they originally came out. Yeah, Trevor. So, all right, so, so we're we're a couple executives for right. Capcom. All right, role play. I love this. Yeah. So we just got the Disney license. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of the great shows they got us Tailspin. It's about this bear, and he flies the bear from Jungle Book. You remember Jungle Book? Oh yeah. It's a bear from that. Cool. He's flying a plane. Uh. Okay, it's for kids. Right. I say, now just hear me out. Mm-hmm. Let's make this as ridiculously hard as we possibly can. You mean like to make kids cry and weep? Oh, even more than that. I want, oh. them to, I want them to be sorry that they even turned this on. You want them to be sorry they were ever born? Yes. I want them to question their own existence. So do we want to have like an options menu for an no. easier difficulty? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're Capcom. How about a code like for an extra life? No, no we're Capcom. Okay, well, let's just ship it like that then. All right, we're done. Awesome. Right, seal of approval, Nintendo. <laughs> so, yeah, really enjoyed the game, but I don't understand, for the market, I don't understand the difficulty. Yeah, I don't either. But but it's so well made that I feel like if you keep at it, you can eventually overcome. Yeah. But, it, you know. The difficulty was not to the, well, the game, okay, let me rephrase that. The game was so well done that the difficulty, while it was very noticeable and very frustrating, Yes. Didn't make me want to stop playing. I wanted to keep playing it, right. even though it was so freaking hard. Yeah. So now let's... We haven't talked about the music yet. Let's bring it up real quick. Yeah. Uh, the, it opens up with the theme from Tailspin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, Tailspin. It oh, does hey, that. Oh. Yeah. So the music is just fine. It's the 8-bit version of that, and yeah. I always love 8-bit versions of, of things. Yeah. So I actually kind of dug it. I don't know about you. I really did, too. I think it was not annoying at all. It was well, you know, Capcom's great at that though. Yeah, they really got allowed out of the NES sound chip. They really did. Um, I, I really like the music. None of the music annoyed me. I liked it all actually. I wouldn't mind going back and listen to it again, even though the only one that stood out to me was the was obviously the main theme. Right. But that's because it was the main theme. Right. It's, all those shows had great themes. This is the kind of game that's so hard while you're playing it, you're really going to be focused on what you're doing. Yeah. So the music is perfect background music. Yeah. All right, is there anything else about this one we need to talk about before we move on to the next game? Actually, yeah. Um. Well, first graphics, and then also I wrote down what I feel like is the star of the game, and that's the diversity of the levels. Okay, well, let's cover graphics real quick first, because that will lead to the, right. the levels. Graphics-wise, it looked like Tailspin. It looked like Blue's Plane. 
I couldn't complain about the graphics graphics at all. I actually uh, thought it looked very fine. I actually kind of dug out looked. It had its own feel uh, to it. I, I think the graphics were very solid. And what really stands out is the variety of the levels. Spoiler, we only made it to the second level. Which is really cool. It's a baseball right. level. Right. And that's the the first level is called Over the Sea. And you're flying over the ocean. Yeah. It's, it's a nice looking level. It has variety in it. But the second level is a baseball stadium. I mean, how random is that? And you actually end up going underneath the baseball yeah. stadium. It was really cool. I really yeah. liked it. It was hard, but it was cool. It's crazy. Um, number three takes place in a stormy sky. Number four is in a haunted house. Level five is above. It's called High Above the City. Um, number six is called the Mining Tunnels. Number seven, I assume, takes place in the jungle. It's called Jungle Junket. And then number eight is Snowy Alps. So huge diversity in the levels. Um, Which is what you want in a right. game like this. And not just your typical... Okay, here's the ice level, here's the fire level. It's Haunted House, Baseball Stadium. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think it looked great. The levels, the two that we actually saw. I actually saw more than that because I cheated and looked at this guy, this YouTube video. So I've seen what they yeah. all look like. All of them look great. They all look fun to play. Mm-hmm. The the sign of a good level is when it makes you want to play it. If you're right. just looking at a screenshot of what that level looks like, it makes you want to play it. Uh, the Rayman games are really good at that. The Mario games are obviously good at that. Yeah. And this is no exception to those. It's look if you just saw a screenshot of it, you'd say, I want to play this to get to there. Right. <clears throat> is there anything else about the first uh Telespin for NES we want to talk about? No, because we're gonna save the review until we cover both games. Right, so now we're gonna move on to Tailspin for the Sega Genesis slash Sega Mega Drive. Also it's the same game, yeah. Right. Exact same oh, game. Exact same game, yeah. Okay, good. Actually, Capcom made this one too? Uh, no, actually it's oh. completely different. Oh. Uh, this one's made by Sega. Um, oh. You know, Sega was kind of known for making their own versions of a game. Uh, it kind of bothers me, to be honest. Like if you Google Tailspin, um, for example, the Wikipedia page, you know, the high, highest level of um, knowledge. knowledge you can find on yeah, there. Yeah, it's all true on there. It's all true. Yeah. But if you look at the Wikipedia page, it lists all the versions of this game together. But they couldn't be any more different, really. I mean, I understand why they do that, but... Anyways, this game is made by Sega. It came out about a year after the NES version from Capcom. Um, All right, let's talk about first the graphics of the game. Well, do we say what kind of game it is? Well, I think it'll lead to it. Okay, like you said, graphics. Yeah, the graphics uh, look, look really good. Any of your... I mean, it was made by Sega, which obviously know how to make a game. They know how to make a game look awesome. I mean, they made the Sonic games, and it was looking yeah. amazing. Uh, so they know how to do that. They, know, they make the game look colorful. And I think it would have looked even better on a, if it was on the TV it was made yeah. for it. Because, I mean, you know, we, we have HD TVs here and that's, that's, you know, that's just not made for that. Because no, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't around back then. No. But the, the, the colors were great. They still popped. Uh, and it, I guess we can go ahead and say what kind of game. It's a platformer. Right. It's a cut and dry platformer is what it is. Very much just a platformer. Yeah. Very different from the NES game. Yeah. In the NES game, you're, it was more of a flying side-scroller. This one is pure platformer. Yeah. So, uh, But what made this game stand out to me was the fact that we could both play at the same time. That, yeah, by far the biggest surprise to this game is that it's simultaneous two-player. Yeah. I didn't expect that at all, to be honest, because it's, I mean, you know, you take Mario Brothers or take Sonic. You're not really controlling two characters at the same time. I mean, you kind of can in Sonic too, but I don't really count that. Nah, whoever's so, playing Tails is just kind of along for the right. ride. So that that was a nice surprise. Yeah, uh, one of you obviously is Baloo, and the other one's Kit. The, the you know his little his uh, 
co-pilot or whoever you want to call yeah. him, the little kid. And most of the time, you are uh, going through the levels, collecting crates. Yeah. And by most of the time, Johnny means... All the time. Every single level, you have to collect 10 crates, and then you have to find the exit to the level and fight the boss. Yep. <laughs> and all the bosses were very similar. The bosses take... This is kind of uh, the kind of what the tone of this review is going to be. Yeah. Similar. Everything in this game is so similar. You have the, the whole collect 10 boxes, then find the exit. That would have been perfectly fine for two levels, two maybe three levels. But every single level, except for the... There's little flying levels thrown in between. Yeah. Which are fun, but compared to the NES game, which is all flying, they're kind of sloppy. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, every single level, besides those little bonus levels, is collect at least 10 crates and then find the exit and fight the boss. Yeah. Now, all so, through this, like, you can do three things. You can pick up crates or and pick up, a, like, a... What would you call? There's two different kinds of crates. One's the ones you right. need to collect. Right. There's cargo crates and then crates you can use to stack. Yeah, which help you get to higher parts and right. stuff. Which is actually a really cool concept. Yeah. I mean, I like that. Uh, I like that we can both play. You can actually help each other out. I could jump yeah. on your shoulders. You that know, cool. a la uh, Bernstein Bears almost. It did remind me of the Bernstein yeah. Bears. Yeah, <laughs> Kit could climb up on Blue's shoulders and then Blue could help Kit get to high levels. Yeah. But the problem is Blue is doesn't jump nearly as well. So you would keep getting to a higher level, and then sometimes I couldn't get up to you. Yeah. So that was And the screen would want to follow you because you're the first player. Right. So player. Johnny would be where we want to be, and the screen would follow me. Yeah, and it would shoot my character back to you. Yeah. Like Sonic and Tails. Yeah. <laughs> really. So, uh, just graphic-wise, let's finish that up real quick. Oh, yeah. It was fine. It looked good. It looks as good as any other Sega game. You know, Sega, yeah. the Genesis, to me, was known for... For me, when it came out, it had nice, uh, bright popping colors and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think this one was just as good. I could tell the characters. They looked like the characters. But I will, to be fair, I didn't think it looked as great as other Disney games on the Sega. Like, I think, no. like, uh, Lion King, which we haven't covered yet, Lion King looks amazing on that. Oh, yeah. It definitely didn't look as good as that. And and I know Sega made this, and they were an amazing company, especially during that time. But you could tell this was not one of their ones they put the most effort into. Yeah. It looked good, and it looked colorful, but the level design was kind of monotonous. Yeah, lackluster. Which kind of affected the graphics to me. It was it was lackluster. But yeah. I think what hurt this game a lot was the the main uh, ploy of the game was to just collect crates when you boiled yeah. into it. But yeah, and I mean I guess we're kind of moving into gameplay here, but I guess that's the thing. I think to pick up and play for fifteen minutes at a time, especially if you have somebody to play with, it's not so bad. But to try to sit down and finish the game which you have to, because I don't think there's passwords or anything to continue. No. So if you want to finish the game, you have to do it in one sitting. And I just don't think it holds up to that. Now, and all we all we're very transparent on our show. Right. <laughs> we never claim that we're even good at these games. We just love these games. Right. These old school games. And if there's codes to use, we use the codes so we can see as much as we can to give the people as good a review as we can possibly do. Now, while the first uh, one for the NES had zero codes, right. this one had... One that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you can pause the game, press a few buttons. Um, so you C A B B A, left, left, something. You're probably going to have to look it up. But, anyways, it gives you nine lives and you can do as much as you want to. Yeah. So you can pause it anytime, put that in, yeah. and you'll have nine lives. Yeah. And that's usually, I don't want to use codes until we played the game for a while, but I kind of figured 
we don't want to get to a game over screen and have to start over. Yeah. So let's just but go and do it. You know? to, to keep up to keep our integrity high, we right. refuse to put in the invincibility code. Right. We did, also, one. we did also play on easy. No, we don't need to tell them that. Okay. Yeah, Trevor, I didn't Trevor, say that. can I talk to you for a yeah, second? Yeah, sure. We're, we don't need to tell them that we played it on easy. It's kind of saying that we're terrible at this. Oh, that's what we were saying. No, we are terrible. Don't get me wrong. We're horrendous at this. Uh-huh. But they don't need to know that. They need to look up at us like we're experts in all things. Okay. Be, okay? Yeah, so we beat the game on the hardest difficulty uh, with no extra I lives. Turned, I haven't turned it back oh, on. Okay. Here, okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, Trevor, so you were saying about the difficulty? Yeah, we put it on the hardest possible difficulty and beat all the levels blindfolded Yes, uh, using just one hand. And I walked to the video game uphill barefoot, and it was snowing when I was playing. Exactly. And I had no electricity, so I, I don't even know how it worked. And we don't have shoes, so. Yeah, I don't even believe in shoes. <laughs> yeah. My thought was, if we put it on the easiest difficulty and a bunch of extra lives, we could just see more of the game. Yeah. And we did. But that's also kind of part of the problem, because if we just played without extra lives and died when we died, we probably would not have have had time to get so tired of it. Yeah, I think what gave this game legs is the fact that we could both play at the same time. I think if you're just playing by yourself, this would go more into my review when we get to it. I probably wouldn't know we're playing near as much. I don't think we've played as long today, for sure. But all these games, and we're going to cover this game at some point, but there's a NES Capcom game called Chippendale. Rescue Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Yep. That is absolutely a goldmine for us because we used to play it all the time. Uh-huh. We could both play it at the same time, and you can help each other out, much like this one. That's that's kind of what these Disney games are sort of known for, right. really. But There's at yeah. least one of the Mickey Mouse games, if not two, that lets you do that as well. Yeah. So this one is so that gives it gives them props for me. But overall, when it comes to just level design, which is kind of what you're getting at here, yeah, the first one, the the NES one, had better levels. Oh yeah, I mean it's a. To be fair, the NES one was a simpler game in that, you know, you're just basically flying left or right. But, well, that's not even true. Yeah, the levels were just better in the NES game because there was a lot of verticality to the levels. You know, not to go back to that game, but, you know, because of the mechanic of being able to fly left and right. Yeah. Some of the levels scrolled up and down. um, And a lot of the things things in the Sega version of the game. Uh, didn't make sense. Like, why does the water hurt you so much? Oh my goodness! The water—if you saw water anywhere, don't touch it. Right. So he's—that's your pro tip for this one. Here's, don't touch the water. Now here's here's that brings up a point that kind of proves to me this wasn't, you know, the brightest moment for Sega or a Disney game. Because <laughs> the very first, within ten seconds of the very first level, you're in the water swimming. Yeah, that's right. And you're you are. fine. You're perfectly fine. That's right. Yep. But from then on, if you see water, it kills you. Yeah, you know what, you're right. That's exactly true. There's these little, like, water fountains. They're like, no nothing, just pretty blue water. You touch it, and it hurts you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. So it makes it, do my bears like water or not? I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. The levels were kind of just, like, you'd start out above ground, and it's kind of neat, but you would always end up, like, in a maze-like labyrinth. The levels, uh, just from the looks of them, are very different from each other, and I like that. Like one of the last one that we played was like a sand level, yeah. Like you're in the desert, and it looked different from the other ones. And all of them look different from each other, but the 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 fact of the matter is, each one's pretty much just a maze game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a maze platformer, pretty much, right? So that makes the it makes it seem very repetitive, even if it looks completely different to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's. The level design is repetitive, and it doesn't help that you're just doing the same thing in every level. Yeah, the level design is repetitive. So you're just collecting 10 boxes, and you can use, like Johnny said, it's kind of neat that you can stack boxes up to get to higher levels. The level design is repetitive. But other than that, all you're doing is um, 
I hope Baloo has like a paddle ball. Yep. And you have a slingshot for Kit. The level design is repetitive. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> so the level design, it's repetitive. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. But the, yeah, don't you think the tax felt weak too? Like you didn't feel like. Yeah. It's like, like this little tiny bouncy ball. It just doesn't feel like much of anything. And it's even worse when you're actually flying because on the little flying levels. Oh yeah. You had awesome guns, but I was still Kit and I was flying behind you on that little thing he'd always fly yeah. on. And I still just had the same thing. Same BB gun like thing, and it was yeah, it wasn't fair. If I'm being honest, those flying <laughs> levels were probably when I had the most fun because you had this big. I do love the plane in Tailspin. Oh yeah, the it's cargo a great plane. plane. Yeah. It's so cool. The seaplane. What do they call it? He called it a seaplane, didn't he? Just a seaplane. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, getting to, and that's really cool looking in the Genesis version. Um, and that's fun. But yeah, Johnny was Kit, and he's like just flying behind. Yeah, I can only go wherever you were going because yeah. I was attached to you. So you didn't get to do as much. So I didn't get to do hardly anything on those. Yeah. But they look cool. Yeah. I think if the game was more that than the platformer, I might have actually liked it more. Yeah. This is coming from somebody who I absolutely love a platformer. Right. Yeah, I wish that they had just made it that, but tightened it up a little bit. Yeah. I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. All right, is there anything else about the Sega one we need to bring up? Um, I don't think so. I think it's pretty clear how we're... I'll say it's a decent length. I mean, we played till we couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to sound that harsh. We played until we're just like, eh, we're done. We're bored. Right, so it wasn't like it was horrible, but you yeah, know. yeah. I, I, well, I think because we did them at the same time, we played both games today. Yeah. That's expect affecting the second one's game. Like if we'd right. played this after Beauty and the Beast, this game would have been another breath of fresh air. Yeah, <laughs> but that's because Beauty and the Beast is so bad. Yeah. So let's get let's give our reviews, Trevor, for the NES, the Tailspin for the NES. What is your how many uh, how many balloons without pants do you give it? <laughs> Blues without pants. Yeah. I really enjoyed this game. And, uh, in fact, I'll say I played it just for a little bit before today because this is not a game I grew up with. Neither one of us. I don't think we said that. But. No, we grew up with the show, but not the game. Right. But I enjoyed it a lot more today. I think I was so thrown off by the difficulty the first time, I didn't realize how clever it was. So, with the caveat that if you play this game... Ooh, big word. It's a big word, yeah. Impressive. Give it a chance. Don't get frustrated right away. Right away. No, right away. Right away. Because right <laughs> it's, it's really neat how you can fly upside down and go left and right. I mean, it's a novel concept in a shooter. I think it's a fun game. You know, uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It's not, you know, 5 to us is perfectly average. This is well above average. Um, I don't think it's quite... It is so frustrating that I probably won't play it more than 15, 20 minutes at a time because it's so hard. But I really want to progress. I really want to see the rest of the levels... It's one of those games that if I ever have the free time, I want to eventually, you know, be able to, you know, to master it to, I, to where I can beat it. So I give it seven pantsless blues. <laughs> That's pretty good. Everything you said, I agree with completely. My score is going to be really close to that. Uh, everything you said, it was a positive for it. I'm not going to say it again because it's, everything you said was true and I agree with mm-hmm. 100%. The negatives would be how hard it is that will, that will deter some people, honestly. Right. Because it is really hard. Uh, and also, it's not two-player. No. Like, it would be awesome if it was. Yeah. So, even though I really shouldn't put that on to this, <laughs> I'm going to put it on there because only one of us can play at a time. Yeah. Could you imagine how much fun this would be if it was two-player? I really wonder if it could have handled it on the NES without a bunch of slowdown. But it, it would have been really, it. yeah, it would have been really oh, cool. Yeah. But all, all that said, I'm going to also give it a seven. Cool. I think it was a great score. It's It's well above average. Oh, yeah. It's really well done. It's just really hard. It is, but it's, it's, I don't even know if I'd say it's fair, but it's not cheap. 
I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's not cheap at all. <laughs> it's not cheap. It's just hard. and at times it won't feel fair. <laughs> at times it won't feel fair, but it is beatable, I believe, if you have enough time. But unlike Beauty and the Beast, which is our benchmark apparently now, yeah. a bad game besides the X Men, uh, you know that one felt cheap and hard. This one just feels like it's it doesn't feel as near as cheap at all. And, and let me just say right now, I wish I could go back and change my score for Beauty and the Beast. Uh, we talked about this already, but you know I went back and played it and I realized. I gave it a three and a half out of five originally, and I wish I could adjust it to like a two. <laughs> I really do. Because now I feel like the game we're about to talk about, you know. Well, we'll, we'll just continue. I'll let you review this one first. All right, the Sega so, Genesis version. Sega Genesis, a Tailspin, which came out. How many years later did it come out? Just a couple? It was just like a year later. Okay. Uh, it's not as good as the as the first one we played. Just from a gameplay standpoint. Yeah. The positives of it is we could both play at the same time. That's a huge positive. Mm-hmm. And the mechanics of the gameplay were very good. And we could help each other get to places and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like that. But it's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Very, very repetitive. After we quit playing, I don't necessarily feel the need to... It's one of the games where I don't feel the need to play it again. Yeah. But if we were playing it again, I'd be okay with it. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Like if somebody said, hey, let's play Tailspin, be like, okay. But I'm not going to be the one to suggest we play it. Yeah. So with that in mind, I want to give this. Man, it's. I'm probably going to give it a five point five. Yeah, five point five blues. He has, he has one pants leg on. <laughs> yeah, and what off? And that's all. That's and, all. and you're lucky you have that. He has that. To be honest, he sits there and flaunts it like he did in the episode we watched, where he gets completely naked at one point. Yeah, he just starts totally stripping yeah. down. Episode two, look it up. That's what happens. Yeah. So yeah, um. Yeah, this this was almost a really good game. Uh, you know what? What you just said is very true. I think yeah. it's what makes it so painful to review this. I feel like they were on the cusp of having a, a fantastic right. game. They were right there, and they just didn't push it just enough. I just don't think they put enough time into it because, the yeah, there's no variety in what you're doing. Could you imagine how good this game would be if you kept the same gameplay mechanics but change what you do. Don't make it yeah. just looking for that. Don't make it a bunch of mazes. Don't make every level a maze where you're looking for Make bosses. it a real true platform where you're going from point A to point B. Right. Because really, come on now. Who wants to play a game where all you're doing throughout the whole game is looking for boxes and picking them up? It doesn't even sound fun. Yeah, it's like when you have to move, it's what you're doing. Yeah. And the enemies aren't fun to fight. They're just kind of in the way. Yeah. I don't know. For me, a five is a totally average right in the middle. And again, I wish I could go back and give Beauty and the Beast less than a three and a half. Yeah. Because when I say this game's a five, it's actually way better than Beauty and the Beast. Way, yes. way, way better. If you had to choose between but Beauty and the Beast or this, you need to play Tailspin. Definitely Tailspin. Yeah. With that being said, I'm going to give it a five. I think it's very average. And I'll be honest, if I if it did not have this, the multiplayer mode, I don't even know if I would care to ever play this again. I'll be honest. If it didn't have multiplayer, I'd knock it down at least a point but easily. If, if you're a Tailspin fanatic, Go pick it up. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Because, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. If you can only choose one of the two and you have an NES laying around, definitely go with the NES version. Yeah. It's a much more difficult, but it's the better of the two games. Right. Well, and with that being said, I actually just did a quick research. Apparently, the NES version is going for around $15 to $18 for the card only, which surprised me because I think I picked it up for like 5 bucks. I think my label was really damaged, but, I mean... Yeah, who cares? For five bucks. It played just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think about, say, $15? Because I think that would be a pretty fair price for a, a decent cartridge. I say 15 bucks. I completely understand it. It's probably fair for that game. But like, you got it for five bucks. I feel you could probably find it cheaper. 
Yeah, so if you find it for five or ten bucks like I did, pick it up. It's worth that. It's worth that for sure. I feel like if you enjoy, you know, regardless of what you think about Tailspin, I think if you enjoy challenging side scrolling shooters with a twist, yeah, uh, pick it up for even fifteen dollars. Now the Genesis version goes for about eight bucks for the card only. It's pretty cheap. That makes I, sense. I think I paid maybe five dollars, and I, frankly, five dollars is all I would pay for it. Yeah, five dollars. So, I wouldn't go past it. So. Unless you're a huge Tailspin fan, I think you can avoid the Genesis version and not be missing out on anything. Yeah. So. I agree with that 100%. So that's our reviews of, of the Tailspin games. I think there was actually a third one, but we didn't play it. Well, there's one for Game Gear and I think Turbo Graphics and Game Boy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all surprised so. by that. So, Trevor, it's come to that point where mm-hmm. we got to talk about the one thing that keeps this show going. And that, of course, is these sponsors who don't pay us anything. Right. The sponsors who just take up time on our show and don't pay us a single cent. Yeah, they don't pay us anything. They don't even pay us attention. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, uh, now this particular four stars, four stars. This particular product. How bad would you want to use it? Well, you know, if you get that certain itch, yeah, you know, you just need this product to take care of it. Yeah, or it's going to keep itching. Yeah, exactly. You got to put this product on the itch, and the itch is gone automatically. Exactly. All right, now, roll that beautiful uh, commercial. Oh, you're going to let me do a commercial? All right. That's good. It's the Supernal Event. Supernal Event. Here to tell you something special that you will not regret. Supernal Event. Supernal Event. To all your friends about this comic, make sure you don't forget. Yes, friends, a new comic universe about a man that was given both a gift and a curse by a powerful being that was stranded on Earth. Through supernal events, heroes were given birth. Issue 1 tells how it all goes down. Story and scribbles will all be renowned. If you want to know where this all takes place, creativescene.com. Check it out, don't wait. It's the supernal event. Supernal event. Here to tell you something special that you will not regret. It's the supernal event. Supernal event. To all your friends about this comic, make sure you don't forget. It's the supernal event. Supernal event. Here to tell you something special that you will not regret. Supernal event. Supernal event. To all your friends about this comic, make sure you don't forget. Oh, that was a great commercial. Sure was. I loved it. My itch is gone. Did I mention that? I put the oh. product that was just mentioned on the itch. Right. And it's not there anymore. Awesome. See, look at this itch. See it? Is, is it itching? Nope. Yeah, because you could tell if I mentioned it or yep. not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a symptom that is very clear to me <laughs> that you no longer have. Yeah. Well, you're going to medical school of some sorts. Yeah, of some sorts. Yeah. So you know what yeah. I'm talking about. You know this stuff. Yeah. It's a perfect thing. Go get whatever that product was. We highly endorse it. 100%. We stand by it even. Yes. Our integrity, we'd put up for it. That's how much we love this product. I won't go that far. I did, though. But you went that far. I'm assuming it's going to be a commercial for History Creeps again. <laughs> so, I'm just going to jump We've had two in a row that were History Creeps, yeah. so I'm going for a three. Which I'm fine with, because oh, yeah. that's my other show. Totally yeah. cool with it. Now, Trevor, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. That, of course, is... Bliss, Bliss Quiz! Quiz. I kind of hope you didn't put anything there. Yeah, that would make it awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just an awkward pause when you said, got a little bit too.
great. If Chris, our wonderful producer, just decides to leave all the music out, it's really going to make us look stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if our own words didn't do that enough. <laughs> Speaking right. of our own words, I think I'm going to let you go first. Okay, that works for me. Trevor, number one, your first question. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I think so. It's a T or an F question. Oh. That's a true or false for those who don't oh, know what those letters okay. stand for. Yeah, I figured we're a PG show. I needed to make sure you knew what I meant. Yes. All right. Is this true or false, what I'm about to say? Uh-huh. There are two banned episodes of Tailspin. True or false? Banned, as in not allowed? Yes, correct. That's what banned means. That's just so random. It's got to be true. It's very true. Actually, there's two episodes. One of them is called Flying Dupes, and it's banned because it had some sort of terrorist theme to it, and after 9-11, <laughs> they're not allowed to show it anymore. Wow. And apparently, even if you get the DVD set, it's not on there either. Wow. According to TV.com, which is where I got this from. I'm going to start trying to name my sources so I'm not just making stuff up. Yeah. And I don't know what the other one was. I couldn't. I found the name of it, but I don't know why it was banned. Huh. So. Crazy. All right. Well, your first question. Uh, I went with a little bit of an aviator theme for this first question. Ooh, I like that. Flying high. Yep. So what does the aviator term cold nose mean? Again, that's cold nose. And you have three choices. Uh, the pilot is entering a cold atmosphere. Or the radar is turned off, or the pilot has a runny nose. <laughs> uh, radar is turned off. That's correct. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That was a total guess. I tried looking up an aviator term, and there's probably 10,000. It was ridiculous. Man, I wouldn't but know how to do I it. I found that one, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. All right, question number two for you, Trevor. Hmm? Who once on another show wore a tailspin shirt? Are you ready for this? Was it A, Darkwing Duck? Mm-hmm. Was it B, Chip from Chippendale? Um. Was it C, Garfield? Or was it D, Steven Spielberg? Hmm. I want to go Chippendale. Nope, it was oh. Darkwing Duck. Oh. Apparently when he was out, Darkwing Duck was our, was my favorite one of all this. Yeah. I don't know, I guess because he's so close to Batman. Yeah. But uh, apparently at one point he tore up, they tore up in his suit and he had on a tailspin shirt. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> All right, well, it's what you've been waiting for. I can't wait. The eBay game. Yes! So, I just looked up three random tailspin-related items on eBay. Okay. And I need you to pick out the one that's the most expensive. Oh, I like this game. So, our first choice is a 36-inch vintage blue plush doll. Okay. It's a big stuffed animal. Yes. Our second choice is a sealed copy of the tailspin game we played today. This is brand new and never opened. Which one? The NES one. Okay. Yeah, the Nintendo version. And then the last choice is a Tailspin Volume 6 VHS tape. VHS? Yep, VHS tape. Oh, man. All right, that's my three choices. Ah, man. Okay. When we were watching the episode, I was looking up because we had memories of the toys. The Tailspin toys from McDonald's. And I saw some of the prices of the other, there were actual action figures of Tailspin that came out. That if you have them in package, are worth like 50, 60 bucks now. Yeah. So I'm going to assume it's the plush doll. All right. Well, I'll give you the two other options first then. Okay. The cheapest item, which I was hoping to trick you with, was the VHS tape. This guy, he only wants 99 cents or best offer <laughs> and $2.60 shipping. There's no way he's going to make any money on this. No. He like, just wants to get rid of it. It's going to cost four bucks to ship this thing. He just, he's giving it away. Right. Paying you to take it. 99 cents. I want to go in there and offer him 98 cents. <laughs> um, and the sealed NES game was $310. Oh, wow. So this plush toy is more than that? 
Well, I've not told you if you're right or wrong. Oh, okay, that's true, yeah. So I'm assuming I'm right. Sealed copies of games can be ridiculous. Yeah, they really that, can. That's just ridiculous. Especially when they're that old, because you assume they're being opened by now. Right. The 36-inch vintage blue was $135 plus $50 shipping. Oh, I lost. Oh, man. But $50 to ship a stuffed animal? And it's over 100 bucks. Yes, yeah, so it's like 185 dollars total. Holy crap! That's still That's crazy. Amazing. Wow. But sorry, you got it wrong. Wow, man. You'll hear that. But you know what? Though, out of those three, I'm glad it was the NES one. It was right. <laughs> it was That's the most. definitely the one I would rather have. <laughs> I'm right. not paying that for that, no. but I'm glad it was that one. Yeah. Trevor, are you ready for your third one? Yes. Yeah, this is an open-ended answer. So whatever you Ooh. say is only wrong if I think it's really dumb. Okay. All right, ready? Yes. You, Trevor, are walking in the woods, uh-huh. and you hear a sound. Something is in the woods with you. You turn around, and you spot this giant bear. Oh, no. But something's off. Not the fact that it's just a bear in the woods. It's also wearing a shirt. Oh. So this is really confusing you. But then you do a double take, and you start to walk, and you look back. It's not wearing any pants. (laughs) It's wearing a shirt, but no pants, Trevor. This bear, I mean, wearing a shirt is weird enough. But if you're going to wear a shirt, shouldn't you wear pants? What does Trevor do from there? Well, first I scream and run like a little girl. And then it dawns on me that it really makes no sense to be out in the woods and find a bear wearing a shirt. Mm -hmm. And so I realized it was just you. (laughs) That's my weekends. So I I just walk home and shake my head. I really should just start wearing pants because it's going to get cold. Right. It's it's fall fall season. It's chilly in the air. Yeah, I like feeling free. You need to start wearing pants. (laughs) So, which which brings me... It's what all my ex-girlfriends say. I tried to go on before you went there, but... <laughs> no, you started I, yeah, I know I did. We're PG. That's still a PG. Well, that's what we should do. Just push it as far as we can. <laughs> that's the moral moral high ground right there. So, your third question. All right, I can get this. Now, this one is a fun one. All right. I'm going to give you five supposed episode titles for the Tailspin cartoon. Okay. But one of them is not real. Oh, so, which of these is not a real episode title? All right, gotcha. All right, your first choice, Bringing Down Babyface. Second choice, Citizen Con. Third choice, The Empire Strikes Quack. <laughs> Fourth choice, Feminine Air. <laughs> and your final choice, The Sprocket of Friendship. Wow. Man. Would you like to hear them again really quick? I th- no, I think I know which one's yours, but it's just, it's tough because all of them sound really similar. I want to go. The last one's the one that's not real. The Sprocket of Friendship. Yeah, the Sprocket of Friendship is a real episode. Oh dang it! As is Feminine Air, Citizen Con, and Bringing Down Babyface. The Empire Strikes Quack. You know what? Almost, that's what I made up. <laughs> I almost said that just because I said Quack, and that would be like a that'd be a great uh, Ducktales episode yeah. title. <laughs> I should have went with my gut and said that one. I noticed what they did with a lot of these. They picked famous movies and just yeah. changed it a little bit. Yeah. So that's what I... Uh, that's what why I, I assume like Citizen Con was... Because Sheer Con. Right, it makes sense. And Citizen Kane. So that makes Feminine sense. Air. I have no I idea. assume it's making fun of Con Air, but I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> or maybe... Uh, what was the what was the woman bear's name on the show? Becky. Becky, because her hair... I thought that's what you meant. I said at first, Feminine Hair. Oh. <laughs> I realized that's not what you meant. Because her hair was very 90s. Yes, the hair was very funny. Which is weird for a cartoon bear, but yeah. whatever. So, Trevor, that's been another great episode of Retro Bliss. The people have enjoyed it, I think. What do you think? I have not heard yet. 
You haven't heard any reviews of this episode no, that just now happened? Not heard yet. Okay, let's pretend that you're a listener. You have nothing to mm-hmm. do with the show. You just listen, listening to it randomly. What would be your first thought? My first thought would be, this show's pretty mediocre, but I'm going to get on iTunes and leave them a five-star review. You know what? Yeah. I like that. You do? I well, like that a lot. I'm going to give them the review they want, mm-hmm. not the review they deserve. And what would your review be? It would be five stars... Meh. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's probably what we deserve. Remember, go to your iTunes, review us, give us five stars, meh. Yeah. You put meh on air for all we care, and we'll read it on We'll air. read it on air, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Check us out next time. Uh, coming up very soon, uh, we're going to go ahead and announce it now. Trevor doesn't know I'm doing this. No. <laughs> he's got I don't a, know what you're announcing. He's got a deer in the headlights. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going to announce this now. Episode 25 is coming up. This is this right here is episode what, 22? Yes, so it does logically follow. Yeah, so, you know, my math skills will tell me that that means 25 is on the horizon. Yes. It's in the near future. And we've decided that when it comes to these milestone numbers, we're going to try to do something a little special. Mm-hmm. Now, we've already done a Sonic game for episode 10, wasn't it? Yep. We had a guest on it. It was your wife. It was, yep. great. It was a great episode. 25 is another big milestone. It's going to be another big game. We're not exactly sure what it's going to be yet. We're leaning towards... They don't. This is not written in sand. We're leaning, yeah. we're leaning towards a Mario game, and if we're going to get a Mario game, we're going to have a guest and also a special, special guest. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have the ability to get in touch with somebody who knows a bit about Mario, his brother Luigi. Wow. I'm just throwing that out there. That's impressive that you managed to know a fictional character in real life. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have many friends. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, and also, like he said, leave us a review. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. We're growing more and more, and we could not be more happier. We have a blast on this show. Yeah, really do appreciate it, everybody that listens. Yeah, it means a lot yeah. to us. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And over and... What does Blue say? I'm not wearing any pants. Mm-hmm.